You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning. My name is Lisa Morris, and I'm with the Singles Ministry, and I have been a disciple for 22 years. I am very grateful for the opportunity to share with you today um, just what I've been learning in my relationship with God and how I've been growing in my understanding of his love for me. I'm very thankful for the women's ministry and definitely for this opportunity to share with you this morning. But before we get started, let's pray. Good morning, Dad. Thank you so much for such an incredible day. Thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace. God, thank you for how much you love us. Father, how much you care and just know each and every one of us personally. God, be with us as we learn. God, as we grow closer to you. And God, as we can come to you in any situation, any time of day, God, and know, God, that you will listen. God, I thank you and I pray all this in Jesus' name. Um, as I look back on being a disciple, um, the last 22 years have been a great journey. It hasn't been always the best journey, but it's been a great journey. And I'm truly grateful um, to see where God has brought me in these last few years. The one thing that I do know is that God will never leave me and will never um, leave me feeling forsaken or abandoned. He's always there with me and he's always present. Even when I doubt it or I feel that I'm far away from God, God is always there. One of the biggest struggles that um, I've had over these last times have always been in my own mind. My thoughts and emotions can lead me to compare myself to others, um, wallowing in guilt and shame, feeling sorry for myself, and even doubting God's love for me. Thoughts such as these can do one of two things. It could either lead you closer to God or it can lead you further away from God. And being far away from God for me can lead me to ungodly thinking, seeking comfort in things rather than God's comfort. It could lead me to seeking things of the world rather than turning to God. Fortunately for me, God knows my thoughts. And because of that, he has placed amazing women in my life. I have an amazing daughter who's also a disciple who calls me higher. Um, I have amazing sisters in my D group um, that I've known through years who also can help bring me back to the cross. They can help me keep my eyes focused on Christ in all circumstances. Women who remind me of God's love and they demonstrate his love by how they love me. I also love reading stories of women in the Bible. There's Esther, there's Ruth, there's Mary, there's Sarah, just to name a few. Some women are named and some are unnamed, but how God uses them is incredible. I'm going to share about a woman that's unnamed, but what she goes through, we can all relate. Her story resonates with me personally because I can see my own story in hers. In Mark chapter four, excuse me, Mark chapter five, verse 24 through 34, it reads, so Jesus went with him. The, a large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought 
if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that the power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. This woman was going through an extremely difficult time. The scriptures don't say that she was born with it. But just imagine, you know, you, uh, you're going through your life, you're, you have all these plans in mind, the things that you want to do, and your life takes a drastic turn. In her situation, I'm certain she struggled with feelings of feeling unloved, useless, guilt, shame, persecution, loneliness. She probably felt abandoned and hopeless. I've felt all of these things at one time or another in my walk as a Christian. And I'm sure she felt uncertainty in how she would live out the rest of her life. Her dreams of being married were probably gone. She was unclean. She couldn't associate with people. Who would want her? Who would love her in her condition? What would become of her? As a young girl, I I remember the dreams that I had. I wanted to do, when I grew up, I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I wanted to be married, have kids, have a great career. But sometimes our lives go in a different direction. We can encounter obstacles or situations that can become overwhelming. And we lose sight of our hopes. We lose sight of our dreams. And I can't pinpoint exactly when it happened for me. Um, I do recall certain things, but I know fear crept in. Fear held me back from doing a lot of the things that I know that God wanted me to do. But because of how I felt or what I thought people would think about me, um, being teased as a child, I withdrew. I held back. I was considered gifted, and I was to take all of these different classes, go to this particular school, but all I wanted to do was fit in. I didn't want to be standing out or just doing anything different. I was the youngest of nine, so I was the baby of the family, which you would think I I would be excelling. But no, I just felt like I was alone. I felt like there was no one around. And so I was afraid to speak up at a lot of things and just let things pass me by. When I finally did speak up on certain situations, I was yelled at, I was taunted, I just felt so alone that I just decided I'll, I'll just hold back. In verse 26, it says, she suffered a great deal under the care of the doctors and spent all she had. So she must have come from a family that had some type of wealth because doctors were very expensive back then. But imagine back then, it's not the doctors that we have today. This is, was in times where the care was expensive. The doctors lacked knowledge on effective treatments. They were superstitious. 
Um, they were probably experimenting on her in a lot of ways. She was probably more than likely a young girl when this started. And so she probably didn't even have a, have, a, have a, uh, anything to say in what was happening to her. She had to endure what they were doing to her. But what I love about her, that even though this went on for 12 years, the hurt, the pain that she must have been feeling, she heard about Jesus. Maybe she was listening at a window or behind a closed door and she heard people talking about Jesus. And so I love her faith. In verse 27, it says, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. I would read that particular phrase over and over again, and it blows my mind every time. The Bible doesn't say how she heard it, but she heard it and she believed. She knew Jesus was the answer. What I also love about her is her courage. What she was about to do took a lot of courage. She was going to risk everything to get to Jesus. She was unclean and it was unlawful for her to come in contact with others. There was a large crowd pressed around him. She couldn't just walk up to him. She was a nobody. How many times have I felt like I was a nobody? Maybe she felt shame in her situation and didn't want to come face to face with him. We can be like that in our sin, afraid to go to God. I know I can be afraid to go to God um, and get healing from him. But she was determined. Now, I'm a visual person, so I imagine her seeing the crowd. She probably covered herself from head to toe and was just slowly walking up to him, making her way through the crowd. The scripture says, if I touch his clothes, I will be healed. And I've read version where it says she touched the hem of his garment. So I can also picture maybe she was on her knees, just crawling between people to get close enough to touch Jesus. If I touch his clothes, I will be healed. And that in itself was, was phenomenal to me because she knew and believed in Jesus that much that she just knew if I could just touch his clothes, it will heal me. She pushed through her fears. She pushed through all that pain to get near to God. I've often asked myself, how determined I, am I in my relationship with God to get that close to him, to touch him in a way that he notices it, to get near him? Or do I allow guilt and shame to hold me back? Do I allow fear to hold me back? Am I like that in my relationships with the people God has put in my life? I have to ask myself, especially when I feel I'm, I'm withdrawing or pulling back. She was being open and bold, and because of that, a miracle happened. Immediately, she was healed. She was freed from her suffering. In verse 30, it says, At once Jesus realized power had gone out for him. He turned in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? How would you feel if Jesus turned around to you and said, Who touched me? She touched Jesus in a way that all those around him hadn't. And he felt it. His disciples were like, you see these people pushing around you and you asked who touched my clothes. And Jesus didn't ask because he didn't know who did it. Just like God in the Garden of Eden when he was calling out for Adam 
and Eve. He knew where they were. Jesus knew where she was. But God wants us to choose him. He wants us to be open with him. He is so loving and he always gives us an opportunity to come to him. Jesus met her where she was at and he does that with us as well. He wasn't asking me, excuse me, he wasn't asking her who touched me to shame her or to call her out. It was their relationship at that moment, Jesus and her. And she fell to her feet and she got open with Jesus. And what did Jesus do? He said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. The love she must have felt when she heard him call her daughter. The freedom, the renewal, the peace, her rekindled and strengthened faith. I wonder if she hadn't got open, if she would not have spoke up, would she have missed her blessing? We can be that way, maybe thinking, oh, there's too many people around. He won't notice me. He can't help my situation. Those are all lies from Satan to keep us from getting close to God. Psalms 139 says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. We are wonderfully made no matter what we look like, no matter what our circumstances are. We are God's children and deeply loved by an amazing creator. There may be times where we don't feel that way. However, it does not negate God's truth. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. We are strong, courageous women of God, and it's at times like these where we need to reach out and touch Jesus and connect to him. Connect to the amazing women that he's placed in our lives and be a blessing to someone else. In verse 30, just to read again, it says, at once Jesus realized the power had gone out from him. He turned around in a crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? And when I think of that, I think of the connection that she had with Jesus. And I want to be connected with Jesus. It reminds me of one of my favorite songs by Tasha Cobb, Cobbs Leonard, You Know My Name. God knows our name. He has a special relationship with each and every one of us. We are his favorite, as my friend Karen Ellis says. I am his favorite, and we are. And lastly, I want to share a few lyrics from another one of my favorite songs by Kirk Franklin. It's called, Let Me Touch You. Let me touch you and see if you are real. Even though I know my heart, your hands can heal. But sometimes I get discouraged. I need your strength and shield. Jesus, let me touch you and see if you are real. Sometimes to me, you seem so far away. And I wonder how to make it through the day. But if I could touch the hem of your garment, your power, I know you can heal. Jesus, let me touch you and see if you are real. We are so blessed to be loved by an amazing, approachable, loving, and merciful Father in heaven. Thank you for allowing me to share. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. 
For more information about our ministry, please visit metrolaregion.com.